understand I want you to slip your hands up and I want us to sing that chorus I exalt thee
everyone sing it. sing it again. I want everybody, slip your hands heavenward and worship Him. Come on. You can't afford for somebody else to worship for you right now. You've got to worship. to find your Bibles. I want you to turn to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, in reverence to God's holy word, please stand. Luke chapter 1, I'm preaching about the God of miracles. We're preaching through a sermon series this month entitled December Faith. Today is part 4, this Wednesday night. You don't want to miss part 5. And uh, but today we're looking at the miracles of Christmas. I'm going to identify three miracles today in my message. One took place last Sunday night. As a man who is associated with our church and associated with our staff, last Sunday night had two massive heart attacks. And he was down in the Titusville area. And, uh, but God, but God, but God, amen, came on the scene. And Friday night at the production was seated right here at the back of this section, worshiping the Lord. I'm telling you, but God showed up. Amen. I'm here to declare he's in the miracle working business. And God's still doing miracles today. From Luke chapter 1, beginning to read with verse 30. And the angel said unto Mary, unto her, fear not, Mary. For thou hast found favor with God, and behold, thou shalt conceive in your womb, and thou shalt bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. 
or with her who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. I want everybody to read verse 37 because somebody needs this verse this morning. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Come on, let's all read it together one more time. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. That's what we want is the word of God. Amen? I want him to release this word, his word, in our lives in this room. Amen? You may be seated. The Christmas message is punctuated with the miracles of God. In fact, the whole Bible is full and testifies that God is a miracle-working God. From cover to cover, God reveals himself as one of the miraculous. The story of Christmas is no different. If we look at Christ's birth, his coming, uh, there's no exception because the whole story from beginning to end is filled with the miracles of God, his divine intervention, his supernatural happenings. Miracles change things. Miracles change people. Miracles can even shape history. I was going back and studying uh, the, the, when time divided between B.C. and A.D., and, and I was looking at the fact that human history became divided, and there is a B.C. and A.D., all because of the fact of the miracle of God sending His Son into this world. Amen? Miracles happen to those that will believe and obey God's Word. Miracles happen to accomplish God's will. Amen? So I want to encourage you. Do God's will. Always be about the center of God's will. The birth of Christ brings together so many miracles. As we're reading in the Christmas story, I was reading this week in Matthew's account, in Matthew chapter 2, verse 3, as Herod uh, wanted to kill the children age 2 and under, because he wanted to destroy uh, the Christ child. And so in all of Bethlehem and the environs round about, he had the children killed. And he wanted, to, he wanted to stop Christmas. He wanted to stop what God was doing. But I want to tell you, you read the epitaph of the end of the story, and it says, and Herod died. Uh, the world may try to stop Christmas. The world may try to uh, destroy uh, the message of Christ and stamp out of the message of Jesus, but I'm telling you, God still has the message being proclaimed around the world. He who broke into human history on the wings of miracles still comes to man, mankind, to us as individuals through great miracles today. Man had sinned. Man had fallen into a lost state. Because of God's love, as we preached last Sunday, an eternal plan of salvation, God sent His only begotten Son into the world to redeem the world. Because of man's lostness, man needed a Savior, and that was the reason for Christmas. Amen? But God doesn't stop doing miracles with the Christmas story. Point number one, before Christ. I want you to look at verse 26 with me. The angel Gabriel 
appears to Mary. He comes sent as a messenger of God. And I want you to watch this. Look at verse 26. He was sent from God, in verse 26, unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin, a spouse to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel said, and he begins to address her, and he brings the message of God, and he comes from God out of heaven. I want you to contemplate who this angel is. It is the same angel that appears to Zacharias and Elizabeth, announcing the miracle of their birth of a son, which would be called John, John the Baptist. But Gabriel, as you begin to study Gabriel's life, had great witness and great reason why he could state verse 37. Everybody look at verse 37. Gabriel is able to make a proclamation in verse 37 when Mary is trying to understand the situation, trying to understand how can she uh, bear the Christ child, Gabriel says, with God, nothing shall be impossible. I want us to think about Gabriel, why he could make such a bold assertment, why he could make such a statement. Long before Bethlehem, going back thousands of years, even before creation, Gabriel was in heaven with God. Before anything in this natural realm that we understand and that we know, Gabriel was with God. When one-third of the angels rebelled in heaven, I'm telling you, rebellion was even in the presence of God the Father. And when one-third of the angels rebelled in heaven and the Father stood up and said, enough is enough, and cast Lucifer and one-third of the angels out of heaven, the most perfect environment, how in the world could rebellion happen in heaven, and yet it did, Gabriel watched as God took charge. Amen? But I want you to think of the perspective, because when he comes to Mary, and he announces to Mary, with God, nothing shall be impossible, he has witnessed creation. He watched in Genesis 1. As God, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Gabriel watched as God flung the stars from his fingertips. As God divided the firmament. As God divided the land and the oceans. As God created the great stars in the heavens of sun and moon that would guide and give credence to the solar system. Gabriel watched. As God formed the animals and the plant life, Gabriel watched. Now here, Gabriel comes in Luke chapter 1, verse 37, and he says, with God, nothing shall be impossible. He watched as God formed, and he spit upon the ground, and he formed a clay into the form of a man, and he said, in the likeness of God, man shall be. And he watched as God bent over the balcony of heaven, and God exhaled, and we preached about this, and he blew into the nostrils of man, and man became a living soul. Gabriel saw every bit of this take place. Look at verse 37 again. Everybody look at it. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Do you think that Gabriel could possibly be what would be termed an expert witness? 
He has seen everything take place from the perspective of heaven, from, from watching God at work. He's gone to Zacharias and Elizabeth who were stricken in years of old age and past the childbearing time. And he watches as God causes Elizabeth to conceive and be pregnant with child. He comes to Mary and he blesses and speaks to Mary, fear not for thou art highly favored Mary among women. And he says with God, Nothing shall be impossible. I'm telling you, friends, from the realm of heaven, we have a witness, we have a testimony, we have the angelic host declaring that God is God and there's none like unto him and that with God all things are possible. I want you to go back to chapter 1, verse 20, because I want us to look at something that the Lord showed me in this passage. Elizabeth is barren. She's beyond childbearing years. And behold, in verse 20, thou shalt be dumb, he speaks to Zacharias, because Zacharias believed not the word of the Lord. And because he did not believe the word of the Lord, thou shalt be dumb, and for the duration of your wife's pregnancy, not be able to speak until the day that these things be accomplished. I want you to watch this. You believed not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. God spoke to me from that latter part of this verse. There are always times and seasons in the economy of God. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son into the world. At the right point in time in human history, Jesus came into this world. And Gabriel is declaring from a perspective of having watched all of eternity past take place and seen the miracles of God. And he says, with God, nothing can be impossible. That's just the kind of God he is. There's no limitations to God. Somebody needs to hear this this morning. There's no limitations with God. Nothing means nothing. Nothing is impossible. Everything is possible with God. There's no limitations with God. And Gabriel declares that, but he also declares that in his season, those things were to be fulfilled. You've been waiting on the word of the Lord to be accomplished in your life. Many of you, God's put something in your spirit. God's put something inside of you. And there's been a vision, there's been, there's been a dream, there's been something that you know God gave you. And God spoke to you about, you hold on until the season of the Lord arrives and is fulfilled amen it said we fulfilled in their season the word of the lord has a season you can't rush god god always has three answers to every prayer request yes no and wait and in the economy of god he knows that there's proper timing about everything taking place in our lives and so God puts that into the mix of the bigger picture that so many times we're seeing through a glass darkly. But there are times and seasons, and sometimes that season for you may be one week. Or that season may be for you uh, uh, winter, spring, summer, fall. It may be confined to a year, 12 months. It may be seven years. 
It may be a decade. It might be a generation. But I'm telling you that the word of the Lord will be performed. What God says will come to pass. When God makes a declaration, Gabriel backs it up with a statement to Mary, nothing shall be impossible. And so Zacharias doubted the word of the Lord that was to be fulfilled in a particular season. Amen? But Daniel could, uh, not Daniel, Gabriel could testify. He had seen that God can even close the mouths of men like Zechariah that doubted the word of the Lord because he had seen him close the mouths of lions that wanted to nibble on Daniel. Amen? I'm telling you, be careful when you release doubt against the word of the Lord. Zacharias found out for nine months he could not talk. But when he began to talk, he glorified and praised God. Amen? Point number two. He was sent with a specific message. I want you to look at verse 28. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou. Verse 30, he says, Fear not. Verse 28, he's telling Mary, as a young woman, God's hand is upon you. You are one that fear God. You eschew evil. He recognized to her God's thoughts about her. I want to tell you, it was not that Mary was more blessed than anyone else, but she was a chosen instrument in the hands of God. A chosen vessel to be used of God. That Christ in her would be the hope of glory. Amen? I want to address a doctrine that is being taught in Pentecostal charismatic circles. And I want everybody to hear me clearly because I don't want anyone to misunderstand what I'm saying. I believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Three in one, the deity, the Godhead. I do not believe mankind is God. And by some of the faith preachers and charismatic teachers today, it is being espoused that we become little gods. I want to tell you, that is heresy. That is wrong teaching. It is only Christ in us that is the hope of glory. We do not become divine. He alone is God. And we are His people, the sheep of His pastor. It is Christ in us. We, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. And the vessels are not deified. It is the work of God in our life that is precious. He says, fear not in verse 30. Does everybody know where I stand? We are not God. I serve God and I worship God and I bow before God. And I need God in my life. I depend on God. I trust in God. Verse 30, and the angel said unto her, fear not. Let the Holy Ghost overshadow you this morning and drive out phobias. Let the Holy Ghost overshadow you this morning and drive out fear. Amen? Fear not. Many times when angels appeared to men, they had to first say, fear not. 
And the, the word of the Lord would come to you on this Sunday morning. Fear not, verse 31. His name shall be called Jesus. I want everybody to say that name with me, Jesus. Now I want you to go over to Philippians chapter 2. Hold your finger on Luke chapter 1 so you don't lose your place. Go to Philippians chapter 2. We're headed somewhere. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. Let this thinking, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Jesus was equal with God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. But he made himself of no reputation. This is the descending of Christ to the state of mankind. In theology, if you want to go that far, the word is kenosis. It is the kenosis theory. It's where, man, where God becomes man. He condescends to mankind. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon himself the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God hath also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, look at it, verse 10. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and of things in the earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I want to tell you something, Evangel Temple. We preach Jesus around here. I don't want to obscure that name. I want to declare that name. I want people that drive up and down Interstate 10 as they look over to the south side of the interstate, they know that there is a church that clearly stands for the name of Jesus, that no other name given under heaven among men whereby we can be saved. It's all about Jesus around here. I, I, I got into a little discussion this week with some about putting the X in front of mass and whether that's correct or not. And I did a little study and yes, if you go to the Greek and you look at the Greek X and you get the Greek P and you put them together as one symbol in Greek, that can stand for Christ, that symbol. But you don't live in Greece. And I know what they're trying to do in America. And we don't speak Greek. I know that this world is trying to take Jesus out of the picture. I know that the world wants to cross Christ out. And you leave Christ out of your Christmas and you've got a M-E-S-S, -S, a mess. You leave Jesus out of a nation and a nation becomes a mess. You take the Ten Commandments and prayer out of the school systems and our children will begin to live like the devil because they have no spiritual code. 
As for me and my house, we're going to declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I want everybody to stand and I want you to raise your hands to Jesus. Come on. All over this room at home watching right now. Raise your hands that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. I want you to lift your voice up to Jesus right now. Come on, just worship Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please be seated. The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. And the Holy Ghost shall overshadow you. I'm telling you, the Spirit of God can still cause creative miracles. The Spirit of God can still touch and cause Jesus to be exalted and miracles to happen. In verse 37 of Luke 1, in the context of all that Gabriel knew about eternity past, he said with God, all things are possible. Nothing shall be impossible. One year ago this week, a family that tithes, a family that supports the church and supports the work of God, was telling us about their financial picture and their job and the job they have and the business they own. And uh, things have been very bleak and very tight and difficult. And my dad and I joined with this man. And we joined in prayer and we joined hands. One week ago, they needed a Christmas miracle. They had one job left and one job that would last 30 days and they didn't know what was going to happen. And it looked bleak in the natural, but we prayed. And I want to tell you that all through this year, that family has testified that one job has continued. I was talking with the wife this week. And she said, still to this day, that one job that was supposed to last 30 days is still going on. I'm telling you, when you honor God, when you purpose in your heart that man is not your provider, that Jehovah Jireh is your provision, that God is still on the throne, that with God nothing shall be impossible. But a testimony is going to be shared right now. And Crystal, I want you to come. Two weeks ago this morning, when we had... When we had uh, communion, I asked for those that needed healing in your body to come and stand here and receive the elements of communion. And uh, something leapt in Crystal's heart and life because she was under doctor's orders concerning surgery that was forthcoming at Mayo. And she comes bringing some uh, x-rays and bringing a, an MRI DVD that declares that God has wrought a miracle in her life. And Crystal, I want you to tell us, you've had three healings in your life over the last couple of years, and I want you to tell us about it. Last 15 years. First, I joined the Evangel Temple. That was 1998. John Q. Patrick, pastor, had started revival service here. At that time, I didn't really know how to speak English good, but I read Bible in Korean, and when it comes to God's word, we all the same meaning. When I walk into the church, the, they were singing, 
and they translated in my heart. I was listening in Korean, and I praised the Lord, and I sat on the front row. That's supposed to be all the pastor's row on that pew. But somehow, I sat on there, and next to me was Green Cobble Spring, the Assembly of God pastors was next to me. And when John Q. Patrick, pastor, was preaching, I feel like in my heart was a vacuum, was a sucked into my heart. And I started speaking better language in English. And I asked the Lord, please bless me in language so that I could explain and I could talk. Because we moved from New York. My oldest son was three. And my youngest son was a little over one year old. I didn't know anybody where to go. And at that time, I asked the Lord, Please, find me a good church that my faith, I don't want my faith to be a drop. And please find me a good church that I could be a good faithful to you. Because me and my husband is a farmer, I always be in the wood and the country. And I don't like a farmer, but law <laughs> pushing me. When I was living in New York, until I have no penny to live in New York. And he bring me to Florida. He gave me a word, Isaiah 41, chop, verse 10. He gave me the word that he's going to upright and hold me on right hand. And I hold that word and came to until now. He blessed me. He gave me a healthy children and healthy family and healthy business. At that time, I got bit by tick. I didn't even know I got bit by tick. I never had a primary doctor until at that time. But 40 years, I never had a doctor. Only doctor that I know to have a baby. When time to have a baby, I go see the doctor. When I came to Florida, I happened to know Dr. Marino Soup. And when I got bit by tick, Reaction came a month later. I started having a, a swollen and stiffing and itching, and I cannot walk. And so much swollen, I just have to crawl on the uh, floor. I went to see Dr. Marino Soup. And doctor, I don't know what happened, but my legs are swollen. But while I was waiting in the office to my turn, I have more time. <laughs> I say, I told her about it right away. She's the doctor prayer. First, she prays with the patient. She prays and she draw the blood. She say that I have Lyme disease. But at that time, the government not really recognized the Lyme disease. So they don't have a medication for that. Only thing they could give a medication, not to get any more infected. But those Lyme disease, they could hurt you anywhere you have a weakness, either leg or brain or, or arm, anywhere where you have a weakness that tag you. And 
Right away, she reported to the health department. The health department called, but what can they do? They're just asking questions. And she referred to me another doctor, and they gave me an antibiotic. And I asked him, am I going to be okay? He said, this medication is going to help you not to spread it anymore, in any, not to get any more infected. But I'm still having a pain. I was on the floor. My son's birthday was July the 12th. And I was on the floor, and I cried. And one of my friends, which is a WhatsApp, called me on the phone. You know, I'm not there with you to pray. But when we pray through the phone, you have a strong faith that you know Jesus is going to heal you. She prayed for me in Korean. She prayed for me in tongue. And we pray, pray. I start to have on my eyes bright, bright sunshine. I had to open my eyes. When I open my eyes, I see Jesus in front of me. I couldn't believe. I look my right. I look my left. I look my front. I see Jesus everywhere. I say to her, I see Jesus, I see Jesus. She say, Lord, lay hands on her, lay hands on her, hear her. She was praying more strongly, and I had a more strong faith. At that time, I would get up and start to cook. That was a Wednesday night service. I was walking down the hall. I see the pastor Cecil. I told him about it. I got here on that coming Sunday. I was uh, sitting in the middle. Pastor Cecil go to Pastor Gary. Give a microphone to Crystal Lee. At that time, I don't know how to explain. But Lord, control my lips. And I did a testimony after I say to myself, am I know that language? You know, I don't know how to speak this word. But Lord, the Holy Spirit helped me to explain. Then... Two years ago, most reason, okay. We're running out of time. Oh, that's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, two years ago. I had a problem, my neck stiff, and my arm, I can't move. And that was uh, so painful when night comes more hurts, and I don't like in the night because when I lay down, more pressure and more painful. So I told my doctor about it. She right away ordered me an MRI. MRI shows my number two and number three disc is out, and I got to have a surgery. But Somebody that I know in my family had this surgery. It got paralyzed and can't get up anymore. I was scared. I was keep pushing it, pushing it. Give me more time. Let me think about it. And I keep praying. I pray every single morning. 5.30, my husband leaves to the farm. From there, I read my verse. I close my door. I have a revival service myself. I praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. And I say to him, Lord, I don't want to be a burden to my family. I don't want to be a burden to my husband and my children. Please, 
You're going to hear me. I do not need a doctor. I need you to hear my neck. And I got more things to do. I haven't done anything for you to much you bless me. So please hear me. And, but after two years gone, I have to have a surgery. So I say to my son, listen, this year no Christmas tree, no Christmas decoration, nothing, because I'm going to have a surgery. You stay home. I need your help. So, okay, so we don't have a Christmas tree this year. December 2nd, I have an appointment, but December 1st was the Sunday service. I usually don't come forward for the healing, and my friends, oh, why don't you go? So every time I go up from, nothing happens, so I'm not going. But that day, I get up first. Pastor Gary called for the healing. I hold my one hand on communion. I walk down the front. I felt that day was a different, different than any other day. And I praise the Lord. And I know that I got here. But I had an appointment on the Mayo Clinic next morning, 9.30 a.m. So I went to Mayo Clinic. He put he made me go test again, uh, take x-ray. Then go downstairs, have a blood work again. Then go take x-ray again. There was a 3, 10, 10 after 3. He said, you know what? What happened? There's a nothing wrong. Your neck's fine. Everything is a normal. And I got here. I do not need any surgery. And I praise the Lord. When I on the way home, I don't know how I came home. All my tears were blocking my eyes. And praise him, praise him, praise him. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor. Come on, let's stand and praise the Lord. Come on, just stand. Hallelujah. Let's give all praise to God. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you have a spiritual need, that is an important need that you need to take care of right now. Let the miracle of Christ being born in you, the hope of glory, be accomplished. If you need Jesus in your life, if you're not living for the Lord, if you've been living away from Christ, I encourage you to come from where you're standing. If there is a spiritual need of any kind, I invite you to come to the front right now. From all over this room, come on, come, come. If you've got a spiritual need, maybe you've been under the devil's attack spiritually. The devil has been barraging you. God bless you, sir. I need our prayer partners. I want our pastors, the deacons who help us pray, and our prayer team. But I want everyone that has a spiritual need the devil is working against you and attacking you, I want you to come to the front right now. If you've not been living for Christ, maybe you've been a backslider. Maybe the devil's trapped you in sin. I'm telling you, you need to be free from that sin. Amen? Come on, everybody say amen. We need to be free from sin. I'm telling you, sin is what the devil uses to destroy the favor and blessings of God in people's lives. 
God bless every one of you for coming. Come on, we need some more prayer partners down here, some men down here. I want everybody that needs a physical healing in your body, I want you to come to the front. You need a physical healing in your body. Crystal, I want you to come back down here and I want you to pray for some people. Amen. Now others, others who have had healings in your body. But I want every person that needs healing in your body, I want you to come to the front right now. I want every person that needs a miracle in your home and family, with your children, your spouse, you need a miracle. I'm telling you, God gave me a message this week that says, with God, nothing shall be impossible. I believe for Breakthrough Sundays, and that's what the Lord put in my heart, December 15 would be very pivotal to Breakthrough Sunday today. If you need a miracle in your home, I want you to come right now. And the Lord told me, put it in my heart to pray for everyone that needs a miracle on your job or in the area of your finances I'm telling you one year ago one year ago a miracle happened for a man that dared to believe and dared to have the prayer of faith offered up if you need a miracle in your finances or in your job I want to encourage you take a step of faith right now Jennifer lead us in worship I want everybody else in this room I want you to slip your hands up right now come on all across this room